Attention, Midwest firefighter. Attention, Midwest firefighter. We have a large wildland fire reported west of town near the Smith residence. All right, everybody, we're back on another episode of the Midwest Firefighter, and today we're pretty excited because we get to talk to um, these two lovely men on either side of me here. Um, still not sure why you guys decided to put me in the middle, but uh, we're going to talk to you guys, and uh, I, I want to talk to you guys about an experience you just had that I'm extremely jealous of. Um, you know, I I love my job, I love what I do, but listening to you guys get to go out and, and play at the strike team is... Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's hard to stay home. So, um, first and foremost, uh, one of you guys want to tell us about the fire you went on, uh, which fire it was, and what your duties were, and, and we'll go from there. Well, last week was kind of a busy week for you, for us, for the for the strike team. We actually got called to go to a fire down, it's down at Union, I believe. Yep, 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 in Eastern Nebraska at Union. Um, so we were kind of getting ready to go there. And then they canceled us there, and I think it was just a couple of days later, the fire popped up at Fairbury, and they gave us like 48-hour notice, which was perfect. We could kind of get things, get our ducks in a row and, and start to head out. And then as the day went on, they ended up canceling us there, and we notified that there was a, we knew there was another fire going on, so we notified some people up there that we were free and able to go up there if they needed help. And within a couple hours, we were rolling to the McCann fire south of Kilgore. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it was kind of funny because it started Easter Sunday um, and then progressed from there. And, <clears throat> excuse me, we getting called three times in a week as a strike team were like, wow. Like, if that this is, continues, <laughs> this is going to be a crazy year. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and then, uh, um, you know, they, they issued the yellow book out not too long ago. You want to talk about that just a minute, Kelsey? Yeah, they issued the new yellow book. Um, if anybody's not familiar with the yellow book, um, the yellow book is what they started years ago um, for the aerial applicators, if I could talk. Um, the, it lists those, um, and they really expanded it this year. They've added, um, like, your public power districts in there, uh, hospitals in there, um, strike teams. They've added the the formed strike teams in there. Um, there's there's a lot of a lot of good information in there. If, if you don't have one, um, I think the Forest Service has it available. If not, your fire department should be getting one here pretty quick. Um, and if you're outside of the state of Nebraska, just check the University of Nebraska Lincoln uh, Forest Service site. Just Google that, and you'll find it. Yep. Um, and just kind of speaking on that, just I've got a buddy that lives over in Colorado, and he said that they're maybe thinking about, the state of Colorado is thinking about starting to use more of the applicators and stuff. So we got that training coming up in Holyoke on yeah. April 30th. April 30th. So. Yeah. And if anybody's interested, um, I myself have uh, reached out to the emergency manager over there, and, you know, we can, we can go attend that training. And, and I think it's going to be great because they're setting that up as a seat base over there. 
So we're going to have a seat really, really close. Um, hopefully all the states can play nice and, and we can share the resource. Um, but no, that, that training is coming up and there are spots available. So uh, reach out. Um, it is going to be at uh, our hangar over there. So that's also how I'm affiliated too. It's We're going to be very welcoming uh, host over there and we've got some cool stuff lined up. So yep. exciting training. Um, anytime you get to play with airplanes, man, I, I tell you, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yes. But... Aaron, yes, sir. The McCann fire. Well, um, I I'll just start at the beginning. I uh... well, and hold on. I got to preface this just a little bit. It's not a strike team deployment unless Aaron's chopping a tree down or cutting a tree down. Let me say, you didn't well, chop it; you cut it. Uh, yeah, we. I did get to cut a couple trees down. Well, we were wondering mm-hmm. if he was going to chop it because he had his axe there too. And... <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, honestly. You just get to whack it away <laughs> on it. Um. Yeah, we got uh, we got deployed uh, Thursday night, and uh, we were uh, our rally point was up at Keystone Lemoyne, up in uh, north of Lake McConaughey, uh, at their fire hall, and uh, from there we uh, basically caravaned all the way up to Kilgore. Got there late, where we found out our assignment was uh, wasn't going to start until. The next operational period, which was about six o'clock mountain time, seven o'clock central, um, where uh, we were we were assigned to uh, what was it? Division Bravo was our assignment, and um, with that with that assignment, we got to uh, the basics of that assignment were mop up, keep the fire from uh, leaving the the dozer line, and uh, um, just patrol, keep things inside, inside the black. And, uh, and how did you do that? Well, um, we, we started out, um, uh, our, uh, division, division supervisor, um, really did a good job. Um, uh, he, he just kind of gave us assignments of what we, what, what the general, um, uh, I guess, operational intent was and then our strike team later kind of uh divvied us out all along the line and we uh we just kind of got a section of the line and patrolled it i know i was working with kelsey on uh, on our engine and uh we were given a couple couple trees that we needed to take care of right away and then uh as the day progressed we got got into some more trees and and uh basically some widow makers that needed to just be put on the ground so that the the timber I mean it they weren't a, a real big risk um to the line but um had the wind switch or things like that it just was better to just put them on the ground and yeah. let them burn up so, yeah yeah there's a couple that we found that was uh, I think that one was burning about 12 15 feet up in the air and it would have been kind of just not on top of the hill but just on the back side but if it Wind would have shifted, got in there. Yeah, it would have been nothing for it to throw an ember over the line, and then they would have been chasing it down again. So, yeah, yeah. And, and part of mop up, you know, we've talked about this several times with uh, uh, strike teams and things like that. And we're like, mop up, mop up, mop up. But the one thing I've seen you guys uh, shared on our Facebook page that, um, you know, everybody, I guess, initial thought of mop up is a lot of grunt work you know, grubbing yuccas up or whatever, stern dirt, you know, it's just kind of like blah, blah, blah. But here's the deal. That video you guys shared, 
You guys are using Blackhawks and Chinooks to mop up? That's pretty cool. Well, you got to use your resources that are given to you. Yeah, right. And let's be honest. I don't care how many times you've called in Chinooks or Blackhawks. It's still fun. Oh, yeah. It's not not even calling them in, but just get to watch them do their thing is is fun. Right. You watch those Bambi buckets coming through there, and you're like, yeah, this is going to be cool. Yep. And I I think we had some really, really good operators that were on their A game that day because it seemed like the directions that were given to them were precise. They put the water where it needed to be, and it was just... Well, well oiled machine, I think was would be the way to to describe it. It definitely wasn't the first rodeo. I mean, they they were. I I, I don't know. We, when they told us, "Hey, you're gonna get a get a helicopter um, to put them to use," and then what do you say? Next thing you knew, there was a second one. It's like, oh great. Well, we were just planning for one. Now yeah. now we got to figure out how we can keep two of them busy and. Thankfully, our, our dip site was only, I, I don't know, what did we figure? Maybe a quarter mile? Yeah, if that. Yeah, it wasn't very far. So it was it was quite the turnaround because Division even asked, you know, you, hey, you might ask them, like, what their fuel cycle is like. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. So I asked I asked the Blackhawk, and he's just like, you don't need to worry about that. We got gotcha. you. <laughs> well, no, those guys like to play too, right? I mean, um, on, a, on a little less serious note, when it's mop-up, you know, those guys like to practice and appreciate it. And, you know, when it's big and roaring and, and fighting, you know, them guys are, those guys are on point. They're stressing too. So, yep. yeah, no, it's it, fun for them. When, when those guys got their orders, it was just like that they knew exactly where they were supposed to go. It was just perfect. Like you could hear the explanation go across the radio. This is where they want them. And bam, they were there. And then they drug out the water just like they wanted to. Um, and then they were told to, to reload and return and then tag and extend so they came through did one drop and then where they finished off they're tagging in there and extended on and they were just i mean every time they're with us they were just spot on yeah that's awesome that, and that I, I, I think you did a good job of giving them directions to get them in the right position and i mean we'll we'll throw some video up on on our uh, our facebook and instagram page um in case you you want to learn how to uh, direct hell attack on how to how to do that there's there's some good good radio conversations taking place there yeah that'd be awesome well i don't know if i was doing it right but i was i've learned a little bit over the last couple of fires i've been on where i've been put in charge of that that like you can't just tell them hey come see the spot that's smoking because from up above smoke and ash to them look identical right so this particular time, we set up some trucks um, in the path that we wanted them to go, and we had one set up to where we wanted them to start, and they were they were spot on. That's awesome. And That'd then we had to shift around. There's another uh, little draw that we had to. Um, we could have got down in there, but it was pretty steep terrain, um, and with some of the tree hazards, like there's really no need to put somebody down here. I mean, we've got we've got the birds flying above us. Let's let's put them to use, you know. So. It took us just a little bit to get shifted around a couple of times, and they were more than willing to. Yeah, hey, just let us know that when you're ready, we'll be we'll be right here. And yeah, those two, you could tell they're communicating, and they got the the circle formation going, and yeah, it was just a constant drop. And we did that for probably about two hours. Yeah, I think it was right at 
two, maybe just a touch over that. I'm I'm still waiting for the day that they'll come down and pick me up so I can see it from above. Well, how are they supposed to know where to drop if you're not on the ground giving them orders? Well, we can give somebody else the radio. I'll, <laughs> okay, well, I'll be glad to take a ride in a in a yeah. Chinook. Yeah, or no. or a Black Hawk. I, I won't turn either one down. Right, that that would be awesome. No, that's that's cool. You know, you guys were sending me videos and stuff, and I'm home working, and I was like, gosh, these guys look like they're having a blast. But, um, but. So encompassing the whole deployment, let's talk a little bit about your trip home, okay? Right? Because strike team is hot, dry, fire's rolling. Last day you're there, the day you come home, talk about that. One of you guys, I mean. Well, the, the easiest way to put our last day is we worked really, really hard to stay warm. Yeah. Because it was, you go from 90 degrees one day to 35 the next. And snowing. Yeah. And it, well, we didn't hit the snow until we were released from from the fire and headed home. Yeah, and, and then it got there was a couple spots. I'm guessing we're driving through two to three inches of slush on the on the roads at like maybe thirty thirty five miles an hour. Yep. Yeah. It, it made for a long long trip home. Yep. From just west of Cody to Arthur, we drove through snow. Well, good medicine for the ground that just burned, but. I hope it got there, but from the radar, it looked like it just pushed off to the to the west of it. So I don't know if it got up there. Gotcha. Hopefully it did. Yeah, yeah. hopefully we'll get some get some regrowth going back. There'll be some great grasslands up there. Well, the the grass was already starting to sprout. Yeah. So there was there was probably a good half inch to an inch of new regrowth already sprouting when we was up there. Gotcha. And it was that was just between from uh, Thursday to Friday. Yeah, it was ready. It was just kind of choked out. Yep. Just, Maybe just, the fire listened to our last podcast or, or the previous podcast with the girls in here talking about prescribed fire. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Um, you know, and and we we're talking about that yellow book just a little bit, uh, where they list all the strike teams and stuff in there, and there's starting to be more and more strike teams popping up. Yep, there is, and that is an absolute um godsend, I guess, because these strike teams are great because you don't deplete your community of resources. Yep. Um, you come together as a mutual aid district and, and you go take care of the problem. And I know we've gained several friends personally out of the deal and experiences. Um, and with experiences with the wildland side of stuff, you have the task book and with your task book, hopefully if, um, any of the, the panel of people listen to our podcast, um, Please take a, a deep look into Kelsey's and, and let's get that baby done. He's got it finally turned in. So congratulations on that. We'll uh I'll encourage him just a little bit. Sign off on it. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it's done correctly or not, or if I get it back. Yeah. If not, we'll go twist some arms. So Yeah. Well, you got to twist a lot of them. <laughs> That's fine. We can find them. I know a few of them. So <laughs> But no, that was it was cool. Um you guys got to go do that deployment and now you're back, and what's next? Where's next? Um, hopefully, it's it settles down for a while. Um, Eastern states been and been popping off and ripping pretty good. Um, when we was up there on the McCann fire, um, we heard that there was a fire going on. Um, where was that? Just a little further east of us. Starts with an A. And Selma. Yep. 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 And then the next morning we're hearing that, well, if things things are going good here, you know, there's there's a possible chance that we're going to release some resources, and if they need them, you know, somebody may be heading over there. We don't know who, 
Um, and then you're hearing that, you know, that's possibly like 60,000 acres. Like, holy cow, that just happened. That just started. But that's what happens in, in grasslands when you have 50 plus mile an hour winds pushing a fire. It doesn't take long for it to get there. I, well, I heard today that it was almost 40, 40,000 40, acres. I think it was right at 39, 40,000 acres is what it, the final number the official. was on that one. And then that, that night, lightning went through there and popped off two more fires in the same area. So that was another big chunk. So, yeah. Yeah. All that, all that snow all winter uh, was great to have, but really didn't do us a lot of good. Nope. Um, the ground was froze, so most of the water left, but um, it was nice to have the vegetation covered up so we didn't fight them in, in you know, zero or below temperatures, but well, we're not out of the woods. I mean, that was one of the interesting things we saw up on the McCann fire was um, within the last month, they, I believe, got right around 30 inches of snow up in that area. And it could have been different parts, but um, on the north sides of some of these hills, there was still, like, we're talking six inches of snow accumulated on the on the hills, and, I mean, the fire burned right around it and kept going. Yeah, it's crazy. You look across the landscape and all the sand hills up there, and it's black everywhere, but right in the middle, you see these white little pops spots popping up out there, and it's just all the snow drifts still hanging around. Wow. Well, I mean, that's just a testament to what we've been talking about, this the the ground was covered in snow, the vegetation is still dry, um, but like you said, there's new grass underneath there that once it was burned off was ready to go. Yep. So um, these large fires do um, they do hurt, you know, and and it does set things back. But you know, there's there's a new start coming. Yep. So that's good to see. I mean, they need as much grass over those hills as they can get, or or else they got erosion issues and and whatnot. So. Awesome. Um, you mentioned something you want to talk about fire school. Yeah, it looks like it's looking like a lot of the classes are, are filled up already. Um, if you haven't signed up for the Nebraska State Fire School, you know, you, you might want to be getting on it and see if there's any classes left open. Um, I know that they're, I saw a deal the other day that they're really pushing for the spouses to go along. Um, I can't remember the name of that class, um, but there's a class for, the spouses to kind of understand and, and to, what to expect when your other spouse goes on a fire call or something. Oh, that'd uh, be good. Yeah, that'd be good. And I think um, we're going to end up putting on a, a little bit of a class, aren't we? Yeah. So, uh, did you say Saturday? Yep, Saturday. Saturday in, we're teaching class, yeah. In fire happenings. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say teaching. We're just giving a... Talking. A presentation about your lovely fire that you had out there at Lamar. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be there too. Uh, we've made arrangements, and I'm I'm gonna be a part of it. So this is too big of an opportunity to share um, a learning lesson from my side as uh, the company, and then as a firefighter dealing with your own emergency, you know, um, and the steps we took prior to and and since then. So I do I do want to make time to be there to to go through that with you guys. So it'd be awesome. And. That uh, the class at fire school is what to expect when your loved one joins the fire department. Um, it's a free class. It's a two-hour class. Um, it's for your spouse and loved ones on a Saturday afternoon. Who's teaching that one? Um, I don't know. This, oh. is, this is just the, the State Volunteer Firefighter Association 
they don't have a, a page. They mm. just say contact the office to register your spouse for the class. That's a good idea. That's a great class because that's a lot of it. You know, it's extremely unknown, and, and the first time there's the big one, you know, that can be extremely stressful on them. They don't know because you're not communicating because you're busy. Yep. You're you're doing what you can do, and so um, that's great. Yep. Um, Aaron, you got anything? I'm just trying to think here what else we can uh, can discuss. But uh, well, I have one thing if, oh, yeah. if you need a minute. So here, uh, this upcoming Sunday, um, we're going to do our, our red card uh, arduous test um, with uh, 45 pounds, 3 miles, and 45 minutes. Here's what we've discussed is we would like the community to join us, if at all possible. Um, you're not going to be held to the time limit, so don't stress over that. If you want to come walk a mile with us, come walk a mile with us. You want to do all three, join for all three. You want to throw the vest on and, and go for it, go for it. You know, um, We're here to serve the community. And if the more we can get the community involved with what we do and understanding what we do, I think the better. Um, or if you want to sit there and throw water bottles at us, I mean, that's fine too. Or water balloons, I don't care, but, you know, just... Follow us in a, a golf cart. That isn't necessary because uh, you just you need you need a chase vehicle. You yeah. never know. Well, I, I know on the last couple of times we've had uh, your wife and uh, we've had other people do that do do the same thing. So yeah, yeah. And if you just want to ride around, you know, and and cheer us on a little bit, you know, bring your golf cart out, bring your side by side, bring your vehicle. I don't care. Just please don't run me over. I'm usually the one at the back. So. I'll wear I'll wear a flag so you don't hit me this time. But <laughs> and that's just as long as the weather holds out. It'll be it'll be Sunday yeah. evening. You know, if we have forty mile an hour winds, we probably may not do it. But yep, yep. And and we'll keep everybody updated on our Facebook page. Um, and we'll probably send a, a post out here pretty quick. But uh, yeah, the more the merrier. You know, the more people we can have involved and and joining us, I think is going to be better. So yeah, and if you're from a different apartment and you want to get yours done and signed off on, show up. Yeah. Come on now. You know what else I got to thinking about? I might be putting the the, the horse ahead of the cart here, but uh, you know, last year, guys, we did the the 5K at the fair. Mm-hmm. I have a challenge, and don't edit this out, Aaron. All right, don't don't get rid okay. of this. I want to make a statement today, saying that our strike team will out, um, not out, uh, will beat. Any other strike team, any other town strike team in a 5K in greens and yellows with a tool and a bag. The, yeah, the for, the 45-pound pack? Yeah. We'll even come to your town if you want. Oh, boy, that's, that's putting <laughs> it out. Game on. That's putting it out there, bud. Uh, yeah, I think we can do it. I don't know. There's some, there's some pretty fit folks out there. I'm not one, <laughs> but I'm willing to try. Well, sh- shall we say if they want to challenge us? Um, Meet us at the the Chase County Fair fun run. There you go. We can maybe even build a trophy. Ooh, ooh, fun. Sponsored by us. Maybe like a traveling trophy. There you go. <laughs> I would do it. It'd be it'd be a fun challenge. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, for fun. It, it's a good competition, right? Yep. It's it's not to make fun, poke fun, or anything like that, but just good competition, you know. Um, uh. I'll say it now. The, the members of the IVFD is willing to challenge any other department in a 5K. It's not a run. It's a walk. We can walk together. 
But I'm willing to throw the challenge out there now. So there's no excuses in August when uh, when you say you're not ready. So and you guys listening out there, reach out. This is the challenge. Got a couple months to to practice. I'm gonna need it. I'm not gonna lie. I got a big mouth and I'm making a challenge and I'm I'm gonna need to get to running. So you did yours the other day, so you're good. I did. It was just out of whim. I was I was gonna try to go out and run somewhere between five and nine miles. I was telling Kelsey, Oh, I'm gonna go run five or nine miles and I walked out of the house. I'm like, hey, I'm just not feeling that. It's like I should just go do my pack test. Threw the threw the vest on and I took off and I was like, looked at my watch, I was like, I'm cruising at a thirteen thirty pace. It's like, dude, I am moving. So I kinda kept cruising and cruising and all of a sudden I'm like Mm, mile one got a couple extra minutes in the bank it's like all right see what happens so i just kept cruising and, and it was fun it worked out and then uh then my kids were teasing me so i sprinted the last block home with the vest on don't recommend that at the end of your pack test yeah but yeah so you guys, that's how you got such a good score you're actually running or did you have your wife with you with the golf cart and she just come pick you up and uh, scooted your head a little faster you know, I would I would agree with that, except for my score was not that good. I didn't have well, that much. Well, you said you're not in shape, so. <laughs> I'm not in shape. I'm not there yet. 44-44. Uh, yeah, I think it was 44-12. Yeah, it was not the greatest yet. but I, And I am going to do it again. Um, we have some new firefighters going through the training um, that need to that need to pack test. And um, my goal this summer is to do 10 pack tests. So that's a good That's a good goal. I want to do two at one time, and then I want to get to where I can do three at one time. Sounds like a good goal. That's before August for you guys come down here to, to race us. So, Sounds good. Well, anything else, Greg? Um, Not really a lot other than just be safe. You know, we talk we're extremely wildland heavy. Um, we've had our share of structure fires, you know, and, and we're going to have to get into those here pretty we'll, soon. But. We'll work our way into structure fires, yes. Yeah, yeah and so... Um, but the one thing that's happened a lot now is there's a lot of farm equipment moving around. Um, there's a lot of people in this spring, it's extremely condensed in, in the farming. You know, we're trying to uh, vertical till, strip till, and plant all roughly around the same time. So there's a lot of people putting a lot of hours in, extremely busy. Um, the only thing I have is just be safe. Uh, there's a lot of equipment moving up and down the road day and night. Just yeah. be patient and be safe. Sounds we, good. We don't need any accidents. Well, Thanks, guys, for tuning in to this episode of the Midwest Firefighter. If you've got any questions or comments for us, uh, drop us an email at themidwestfirefighter at gmail.com. Be safe out there. Don't forget Kelsey's drawing. <laughs>